0: Do you ever wonder how great leaders in the community make things happen? When they encounter new unexpected challenges like a pandemic, how do they continue to successfully make an impact? Welcome to That Sounds Terrific, the podcast that connects you with these amazing people. Get insights on what they do to meet their goals, find out how you can help them in their mission and learn their methods so you can be more successful at what you do. Welcome to That Sounds Terrific with host Nick Koziel.
1: Welcome back everyone to another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Uh, joining me, actually, uh, a repeat guest for the first time on That Sounds Terrific is Dr. Bernadette Clabo of Western New York Raptor and Wildlife Care, Inc. And we just wanted to provide, um, you know, some updates on the things that she's working on. There's some exciting things coming up. I'm really excited to have you back on the show, Bernie. Thanks for coming.
2: Great. Thank you so much for having me, Nick. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, share some exciting updates.
1: Yeah, I mean, just to kind of go back to like episode, uh, you know, one <laughs> of the podcast. I I feel like there's been like 18 episodes so far as we're recording right now, and um, I I can't believe how like far like I've come, uh, and hopefully the listeners are noticing how far I've come from uh, when we first started because it was very, I ask question, Bernie answers question, and that was like the. <laughs> That was how we started. And and now it's going to be much more conversational. Um, and like I said, there's some really exciting things going on for your nonprofit, it, it, which is still a young nonprofit. Yeah. Um, so yep. why don't you tell us a little bit about like Western New York Raptor, just for those sure. uh, people that may have not listened to episode one or sure. couldn't get through episode one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um again, thanks for having me. We uh so I'm the director of Western New York Raptor and Wildlife care. We started in 2019 as a nonprofit. Um, Basically, you know, I'd been doing wildlife rehabilitation for a little bit for many, for many years. And um, as a rehabilitator, you can't really collect donations or um, well, donations period. And what was happening is people would want to donate. They'd want to help even you know $15 $20 to help feed or provide supplies um, for the animals that were injured or orphaned and and just because of the bigger cause of wildlife needing so much help we decided to formally create a nonprofit in 2019. Uh, we started with you know one kind of smaller enclosure or barn basically mm-hmm. uh, to house our our wildlife and then we started to grow we we got a donation of uh, an 11 by 14 shed. So we have, we have that as well. We have another that we build a 10 by 50 flight enclosure. So we just keep growing to help these animals, um, that are in need. And, and with COVID happening this past year, it seems as though we have increased in a number, a number of cases exponentially. Um, in 2020, we, we helped 150 animals.
1: (laughs) Well, that's amazing. 150 animals. That's absolutely crazy. Um, and it, it probably is because of COVID because people are out walking and trying to kind of get away from being quarantined and whatnot. Um, but, you know, with that, you know, having more animals increase use, um, less space to kind of work with, there's definitely a demand here. And um, can you talk a little bit about like, I'm sure there's a lot of regulations and spe- specifications that have to come into these enclosures.
2: For, for sure. So they have to be really specially designed for the animals that you um, are specializing in. And we specialize in birds, and birds of prey. So hawks, owls, falcons, things like that will help with other little guys, squirrels and bunnies. But most of our enclosures house the larger birds of prey. So they have to be a particular size um, to be in um, compliance with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife standards and New York State Department of Environmental Conservation Standards, so we have to make sure that each multi-unit enclosure has the appropriate specifications to house each of our animals, so it's really a detailed process. I think we have eight eight licenses um, for rehab, education, and scientific research licensing, so it's a pretty involved process to say the least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how you have time for, for that. And I, I know you're also a professor at Madai college and full-time work. And, um, how do you balance those two things?
2: Um, you kind of just make it work, uh, you know, evenings and, you know, I'm always caring about my students, um, for, for school, of course, and getting my job done, teaching full-time, answering emails, uh, meeting via zoom, but then in the evenings, um, my passion project is taking care of all these wild critters. I get energized from it. I love it. I love helping. And so it really kind of energizes me more than anything. It's not uh, something that depletes me at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Like, you know, some of the things that I talk about, and um, we have a support group a career support group and, and a lot of it is like telling people to do the things that they're passionate about when they're especially when they're trying to transfer into a different career find something that you love because then it doesn't feel like work you know and that's easier said than done um you know and, and kind of going back to the fact that you know we work together at medai and i just remember you know you're an award-winning faculty member and especially from the student point of view the students love you and, wow. and so you have, like, a passion for, like, two different things that really impact lives. So you have students' mm-hmm. lives that impact the rest of their career and the rest of their, you know, professional uh, world. And then you, you're you helping animals. And I think, you know, opening the eyes, uh, opening people's eyes to, like, how critical some of that timing is when it comes to an injured bird or, or animal. And, and sure. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you need to do when you find an injured bird of prey or
2: yeah so well those are obviously the most dangerous uh so so typically if it's a small Oops. songbird or um even a little rabbit that maybe the cat not brought in or dog brought in you would just keep it uh, gently you put it in a box um and then keep it in a quiet dark place and then you get a hold of your local rehabilitators which uh there's um new york state dec has a list of wildlife rehabilitators you just google it mm-hmm. new york state dec wildlife rehabilitators, you have a whole list of what's around you. So proximity helps. If you're in, say, Niagara County, you're going to want to get to a rehabber that's close to you in Niagara County. So you can uh, search for somebody to help you there. Uh, You can always call us. We can direct you there uh, to the nearest rehabber. Um, As far as birds of prey, though, uh, so what ends up happening with songbirds, people will put them in boxes, call, call us or a rehabber, and then usually do a drop off to our um, facility. Um, if it's birds of prey, usually I go to it because right. it's pretty involved and it can be extremely dangerous and you don't want somebody to get hurt. Right. Um, and it depends on the situation. If it's, if it's one that they'll send pictures and things. And if it's a really uh, one that's severely injured, and they're able to get it in a box, you know, we'll, we'll take it. But, you know, usually we will go out and help rescue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause they have huge, huge beaks and talons. You don't want area. someone getting injured.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I have had, a, I think I shared this in the last episode, a personal experience of, you know, um, getting a red tailed hawk and, uh, into Cornell, um, that was injured. Actually, hit by a, by a car and had both wings broken. So uh, didn't have the best turnout at the end of the things. But I remember, like my dog was the one that saw this poor thing on the side of the road, and it uh, really was. Once I got a blanket around it, it was it was okay, but it was also hurt pretty bad. So
2: right, and you did the right thing just by getting it help as as much as you you can. I mean, and as fast as you can. Um, A lot of times, I mean, I don't have the statistics on it, but, uh, oftentimes it is unfortunate. They don't always make it, which is extremely sad, uh, especially considering how, you know, emotions and how much time is involved in the rescue. Right. Mm -hmm. But for the ones that do make it, it's the best feeling in the entire world to get to see that little guy, whatever you rescued and the people Mm -hmm. who rescued it to see I don't know, to see it be released and to see them happy about how they got involved and helped. Um, they, they were the initiator of the of the rescue. And it's it's really amazing to, to give back like that. It's a great, great yeah. feeling.
1: And what's great is you share the releases and, and the good news um, with both the, the people that bring it in and the, and the world mm-hmm. through social media. Uh, I've seen a bunch of your videos and I think that that's <clears throat> awesome. Um, and, and you also give educational pointers on, on different things. Um, you were just talking about um, one of the the owls the other day on social, and I just thought, what an interesting approach because, like, you're you're telling us all about mm-hmm. their habitat and what they do while helping these animals. So, um, yeah, lots, yeah, lots of awesome things you're doing. Um, and um, you're going into this this new exciting time where you know, again, we're we're just hopefully getting out of the whole COVID issue. But with that, you need to expand and, and with a lot of extra animals. So can you talk a little bit about this um, this new outreach that you're trying to do?
2: Yeah, so, so um, again, in 2020, we kind of reached our capacity uh, due to just so many, we were getting calls and a lot of animals in. So for 2021, we um, decided and needed to expand our capacity. So with some leadership, Buffalo graduates and friends and Uh, different people that want to help. We put together this fundraiser campaign to help build a new home for these animals in need. And uh, it'll be rolling out on Monday, April 5th Uh, on social media. We'll have a Facebook um, fundraiser going to help support the building of this project. uh, So people can find us at our Facebook page at WNY Raptor or our website, uh, which is wnyraptor.com. So pretty easy to remember, um, to remember those and people can donate if they, if they want. I mean, if you can't, I never like <laughs> we never like to ask people for donations, but if you want to just share our information, that's kind of the biggest thing is to get, just to get it shared. Um, so people know that help exists and
1: yeah,
2: it's just really an exciting time for us to, to hopefully build new homes for these little uh, critters
1: <laughs> yeah no I think it's important that like if you can't give I mean the least you can do and the easiest thing to do is to share it on on the social media uh you know LinkedIn Instagram Twitter wherever you social media especially um considering that like COVID has really like increased the costs of, of these facilities and and one of the biggest reasons that um you know I reached back out to you is I'm like when you shared with how much more expensive this enclosure is just in a couple months right the first quote um yeah
2: know. lumber has tripled in cost so the estimate we were given last year for the project uh went up a significant amount since lumber <laughs> again yeah. tripled uh, and we don't you don't really know if that's going to be coming down um for various reasons uh there's a lot of specifics involved in why lumber went up but hopefully by the time we're ready to build, it goes down a little bit and we can, uh, I don't know, we can, we can just maximize our effort and yeah. donations.
1: No, I think that that, um, I think that that would be great. If, if some companies that deal in lumber or, you know, construction crews have uh, have it in their hearts, honestly, to, to sponsor or donate. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of different levels. Uh, Bernadette shared a, um, uh, A copy of of the campaign with me and i'm going to definitely put that in the show notes when when everything's live and um i urge you to kind of take a look over but can you give us like an overview and a highlight of some of like these levels and you know the kind of publicity that these companies or individuals will get for for some of the marquee oh
2: yes so they're all listed on our um package and there's there's a number of different levels for the actual corporate sponsorship. Sure. Um, But, you know, overall, I mean, every donation matters. So individual donations are really how we actually have survived this far. So $25, $10, $50. That's actually what's been sustaining us this whole time to feed our animals, which costs about $400 a month to feed just the ones that we have that are um, permanent residents. So it's expensive, but we do have a corporate sponsorship package that um, we have annual sustaining corporate members for businesses that want to um, get involved with the ongoing costs of animal care. That one is $500 annually.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, And benefits of this membership are gonna include a social media spotlight post and your company logo on our website. for a year. And so you'll be involved in the process. We'll, we'll, always give you a shout out on our social. We have, um, about 1500 followers right now, and we're growing every day, mm-hmm. moving up to the bronze sponsors, a thousand, uh, but your name and logo is on our, all our communications, including letters, emails, and posts. Your logo would be on banners at events for education that we would will be attending with our ambassadors. And we have a number of those available. Uh, the next up is 2,500. You get to name a small suite. So whatever you would like to name it, um, if it's after your business or after a person that loved nature, wildlife, you just want them recognized, uh, absolutely. We'll put your, we'll recognize them on that suite for five years and of course you get the logo on all communications social media and a banner that will display at our events then you move up to the gold which is more 5,000 naming rights for the larger suites um, for five years so these are going to hold some of our larger raptors and birds of prey of course naming on all communications Um, and there's a, a limited number of those just based on the size of those enclosures. Right. And then 10,000 the platinum sponsor. This one is the largest, obviously, naming mm-hmm. rights for the new enclosure for five years and naming uh, rights on all communications, letters, social media will will obviously say anytime we have an animal in this enclosure, mm-hmm. hey, um, our barred owl is present in XYZ enclosure and and people will be sharing it on our social so it's a great way to get your name out um and we are a non-profit so these are all tax um write-offs
1: yeah and I think that that's great I mean um I, I urge companies to kind of come up people that are really um you know, focused on the environment and saving wildlife and, uh, or even companies that might be impacting the environment um, and, and want to show that they also have a commitment to, to keeping things, um, you know, at least balanced or, you know, bringing back some of the environment that, that has been lost. So I think that commitments like this would be going, uh, you know, a real long way. Um, so, um, I mean, part of the my birthday's coming up. It's oh. actually uh, when we recorded this episode. It's tomorrow, and um, my yes. fundraiser for you know uh, for my birthday is you know on Facebook. I'm committing to to you guys. And um, thank
2: you. That is so kind. Uh, again, you have no idea how much those help feed our wildlife. Like that right. is how we've been sustaining and keep getting by this whole time. So that helps so much. So thank you. I can't thank you enough.
1: Yeah, I know. It's my pleasure. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, I read a book called My Side of the Mountain, and it's about a boy who wanted, basically ran away from home and, uh, amongst other things, lived in the wild and, you know, had a bird of prey. Um, It might have been a falcon, if I'm not sure anymore, but... um, and use that to like hunt for food and things like that. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be a falconer. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Right. Um, never fulfilled that dream. I had a sort of similar dream with tigers, you know. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I'm not Joe gonna exotic be- out there. Yeah. First. I'm not going to be the tiger king, but uh, <laughs> either. Um, but we do have a nice little hobby farm. Um, but I, but I love that in some small way that I can kind of live that dream through um, people like you and, and oh, support yeah. your organization. Um, they they're just oh. really majestic um, creatures. And I applaud you for, again, for what you're doing. Um, and I hope Thank that you. listeners will, will come out and support you and, and share the word and really get the message out there so that you can do more of the good work that you're doing.
2: Thank you. Yeah. We sincerely appreciate, appreciate it all. I mean, from $5 to the big sponsorships, whatever, I mean, birthday fundraisers again are the best Um, because yeah. they help so much. So however, People kind of just getting our, the word out there, and and it's really just about helping those animals that mm-hmm. you think are far gone. It's like not always you'd be surprised how they can come back. Um, sometimes you're just amazed at how strong they are and how fast they can heal yeah. with just a little TLC. So uh, it's more about getting the name out there and educating people that you know rehabilitation is a real thing and it exists, uh, and we can help save the world around us that needs our help. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally. And, and just a couple other things. I definitely put all the ways that you can support Western New York Raptor in the show notes and start sharing that on social media as well. Uh, but one other quick way that you can benefit um, Western New York Raptor just by uh, going online and shopping with Amazon Smiles and you can select them as your nonprofit of choice. I do that too. Um, oh, I think thank you. That- yeah. Well, it's all about, you know, you're my first episode and now you're my first uh, repeat, um, you know, customer to that sounds terrific. Yeah. I want to make sure that, you know, you're getting the support that you deserve um, with all the things that you do for for wildlife and and for students and everything. You're just a great person doing a terrific oh. thing. Uh, and thank you so much for being uh, on the show again, Bernie.
2: Oh, thank you, Nick. I appreciate you, uh, having me back. This has been a wonderful experience and you're, you're doing awesome. This is, this is a great show. I love how encouraging you are. Thank you.
1: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you for joining us in another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Don't forget to check out the show notes and our website at thatsoundsterrific.com to find the contact information and the best ways to volunteer with the organizations that we feature. If you know someone that is doing terrific things and think they should be featured in a future episode, be sure to email us their name, contact info, and short description of what they're doing at thatsoundsterrific at gmail.com. If you like our show, give us a five-star rating and give us some social media love by liking our facebook page that sounds terrific follow us on twitter at sounds terrific too and instagram at sounds terrific we love hearing your feedback on how to make our show sound even more terrific till next time